Can I kick it? podcast is brought to you by Gray Block Pizza, one of the best pizza places in Santa Monica, located at 1811 Pico Boulevard. Stop on by. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to Madrat's podcast, uh, where we talk about all the thoughts in your head that you are just not talking about with your friends. So that's why Tom and I are here. We're the voices in your head, and we like to talk about things. So to my left, your right, is the one and only... Thomas. Thomas. I want to be on your iPad and I just want you to fucking twirl that bitch around and just keep going and have me rotate, rotate, put me <laughs> in between your legs and let me have a little morning <laughs> Thank you. I don't know where we're going with all that. I'm Julia Lamar in case you didn't know that. And I'm Thomas. I have no last name. I'm on a wanted <laughs> list and I'm not allowed near schools. You're also just like Madonna or... Yeah. Gaga, just Symbol one. formerly known as idiot. Ah, <laughs> formerly known as. I love all that. Well, so I do do this every morning. Hum, that's my ritual. Do you? Hum, no. But oh. I definitely want, like, like, I got yelled at, like, I need better routines. I need structure and routines. Huh. And I noticed, Why? like. Why? Why did they say that? They said, you need this because. What I'm currently doing is not working. Yeah, so they want you I to. I got a lot of things that aren't working. <laughs> There's a lot of things that I'm doing that are definitely not working. So, like, I'm just noticing, like, I have to sleep on a certain, like, on the left side of my bed. Uh, Why? I, I don't know. Like, it's a weird thing. Um, it's just something that I do. Do I have to do it? This is what I have to find out. Like, what are my routines? What are my rituals? Um, what about your habits? And Yeah, and the habits. And then why are you doing the habits? Yeah. And then are you superstitious? Mm. Do you become superstitious by having habits? Okay, okay, let's just, let's back it up. So okay. you have a weird, you sleep on the left side of the bed. What else, what else in your life do you habitually do? I masturbate left-handed. Are you a right-handed person? Yeah. Why left-handed? It's like ghosting yourself? <laughs> you said weird thing. <laughs> no, that's funny though. Yeah, I, I, think I don't know. There's a thing, this, I'm speaking out of my butt right now, but it's like a, yeah, like when you masturbate with a different hand, it's like... They call that the stranger. That's it. It's the stranger. I knew it. I was like, there's a name for this. Yeah. <laughs> or if you sit on your hand and it goes to sleep. You make you numb your hand. <laughs> That's kind of what nowadays they call that the Bill Cosby. Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I don't know if that's weird. I bet a lot of guys do that. I, who knows? I mean, yeah. They probably do. Um, okay, so what else? Yeah, so it's just, you know, creating new rituals yeah. or routines for myself mm-hmm. that will create structure in my life. Yeah. Like uh, having a morning meditation. Like some people do That's this, huge, like yeah. even if it's five minutes every day. Like our guest, Jessica Fury. Yeah. She does like an hour or something. Yeah. Yeah, so these are the things, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then for me, it's an addiction. Like what happens if you don't do it? Mm-hmm. Like if I don't, I'm going to try to sleep on the right side of the bed, facing my back to the door. Mm. Well, I sleep. Maybe I'll sleep better. Yeah. Right? So it's just understanding these little things like um, uh, when you let someone in the car, mm-hmm. do you walk around the front of the car you're preoccupied with, you know? The exaggerated thing is a one-day cleanse, you know? If that's exaggerated or too much for you, then yeah. There's other little things you could do for journaling, like journal-specific stuff, you know, with ther- having therapeutic value, like... These are three things that I'm grateful for. These are three things that I don't like. 
what will happen if I don't change these three things? What is the worst case with as much detail scenario outcome that will happen five years from now? Yeah. Like if I do not stop watching porn, oh, I'm going to lose my wife. Uh-huh. All right, done. That's happening. Uh, I will never be able to do this, this, and this, right? Um, and then end the journal with, if I change these three things, what is the best possible life outcome scenario mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with detail? Yeah. I'll have 20 pizzerias. I'll have a brewery, whatever the, whatever the fuck, right? Yeah. With detail. Yeah. Um, this is what I was doing when I was a kid. I would set goals for myself. And, and literally... It I, works, I, man. It works. And I, I tell this story sometimes um, when we get on journaling. So when I was, I don't know, under 15, under 15, my friends and I were... And I have this in a journal because we were making, we drew these little boys, right? We drew these men and we we're like, what's your future husband? And we were like designing them and then talking about our future <laughs> jobs and then talking about, it was, it must've been like a booklet that huh. some, one of our friends had. She's like, let's do it together. That. And girls and they're like, I think we're probably 12, but you describe your perfect job, mm-hmm. your perfect career, where do you live? And it was, I think it was a first step of kids kind of goal planning. Right. And uh, I don't know what the rest of them were because I only have one page, but Literally, I said, my husband's going to be, and I didn't even want to get married like until right. I met Dan. 6'4", blonde hair, blue eyes, and he's going to be really smart. And I know that's kind of a wide net, but Dan's 6'4", he's got <laughs> blue eyes and blonde hair, and he's a software engineer, soft-haired engineer, he would say. <laughs> uh, he's very fluffy hair. But, uh, <laughs> but I thought, I was like, did I just manifest Dan? That is kind not... Of. not out of the realm of possibility. So, so do you... F- and I said living in L.A. Oh, that was my other thing. Interesting. I did have in that. In Arizona. In Arizona. I was like, I'll be living in L.A. when I'm a big girl. So I, I definitely am superstitious, but you were saying you? off the pod like that you work with people and they have these routines. Yeah, so I used to work with a guy. Um, love him. Dr. Phil Dembo. He's amazing. Uh, I used to do a radio show with him. Mm-hmm. And after the radio show, every single time with the guest, we would go to the same restaurant. Right. Every time. And eventually that restaurant Regardless closed. of the guest. Regardless of the guest. He would always... So is that tradition, ritual, or routine? He would call it ritual. Um, mm. And he has a whole chapter in his parenting book about rituals and how important they are to kids and how this is... Um, continuity? It's what is continuity. It? It's giving them structure, right. giving them a, a blueprint of what what family looks like and he was very into that and that's what he thought rituals Plus attachment that. right you can attachment. get attached to that yeah and rely on and trust certain yeah. stable stable things that makes sense but then you can also get stuck in a rut um you know dan and i try very hard to not have traditions of <laughs> the huh. tradition of not having traditions so for every christmas um so dan's family is very rooted in tradition they mm-hmm. make the same food the same everything is the same especially for Thanksgiving. Um, and we've slowly, slowly changed our, our way of being in the celebration, which has changed the celebration, but mm-hmm. they haven't changed. And now that we are married and we have decided we are going to do Christmas, every year we do something crazy. Like it's going to be Christmas is going to be nautical themed or we had right. medieval right. Christmas where we, we just made you know medieval food and, uh, or we're having brunch Christmas and they're fine with us changing right. that tradition. They're not okay with Thanksgiving, but... So is that a ritual that we don't... Is, is it a ritual that we don't appreciate the ritual or the tradition? And does it become something significant if it works? Exactly. And when does it become tradition? Right. So there's things that I want to change, and then I want to do behavior modification mm-hmm. and, and basically go, 
All right, I'm going to sleep on the right side of the bed. I'm going to try it yep, tonight. Try it. And I'm going to wake up and instead of checking my phone, I'm going to meditate. And if I can't meditate, I'm just going to lay on my bed and deal with whatever comes into my thoughts for mm -hmm. 15 minutes before I fucking do a thing. Do you talk to yourself? I mean, everyone talks to yourself, I guess. But um, So I don't journal at night, but I'm going to start writing it down because I think the accountability is different. But I'll sit there, and I'm not a religious person. I would say I'm kind of spiritual, kind of, but I'll just sit there and talk to the greaterness of the universe. Hmm. Like, I'll literally be there almost every night. Maybe it's a, now become a ritual. Okay. And I will just say, hey, universe, I really like it if we could have less homeless people in the world and the people who are homeless, you know, please help them have a good night tonight. Like, I'll start saying good night to the world. Done it since I was a little kid. Good night, cow. Kind of like that, but Good like, night, moon. but I would always be like, I hope that the animals outside are not cold. <laughs> wow. Um, or the homeless people, or whatever it is, um, and then I'll and then I'll just start going over things I'm grateful for okay. every night, even if I'm pissed. Wow. I still do it. So that is definitely a ritual. That, yeah, I'm remembering all these rituals I have because I never thought about it before this podcast. Yeah. Um, no, but I'm gonna start journaling it. I'm gonna start maybe because I liked your idea of. In five years, if I don't change this, if I do change this, yeah, three things. More accountability. Well, yeah, it's accountability, but it's also being specific, mm -hmm. and in a way, it's kind of tracking as well. Yeah. Because you can look back at your journal and go, "Wow, in February, I was really fucking hung up with, you know, my face cream, or not having that sweet after dinner, or, mm -hmm. you know." I don't tracking, know. yeah, it's, which is important. There's also healthier sweets you could do too, like licorice. I have dark chocolate. Yeah, licorice is good. Like that shit from England, like that salty licorice, like the like. Oh, that stuff, stuff. is gross. No, 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 not no, that no, 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 no. This is like it's not solid. It's mm. kind of like tap tappy. So fucking good, but it's. I'll try it. It's like it's like that Jamaican stuff that they're chewing on, made into a licorice stick. Oh, so good, dude. I've been eating a lot of uh, fruit. Dude. But you still have sugar, though. A lot and I, of sugars. I don't know I what had, the difference is. I might as well eat a cake if it has the same amount oh of sugar God. as a bunch of blueberries. Can I tell you, I had a half a thing of chopped pineapple from Gelson's Market. Oh, you lit. And I woke up at 3 in the morning fucking dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> I was <laughs> like, whoa, whoa. Like, I was so fucked up, I, didn't even, I couldn't even panic over it. I love that this pineapple... <laughs> It was rocked your world. It like, rocked my shit. Talk about like having a hummingbird like palpitations. I seriously was like, I think I'm done. I was waiting for numbness in my hands. I stood up and because I, I thought, oh, me, I don't know, do I have to pee? Like I didn't know what the fuck. Yeah. And it, the room was literally like, whoa, whoa, like I was dizzy, man. Did you want more pineapple? Fuck no. <laughs> I downed water. I was like, all right, you know, I, you know, I don't pee a lot. Thank God I can hold it like a camel still. But like I know if I'm going to down that much water, I'm going to wake up at five. But I yeah. was like, I got to take the hit. I, I can't have this much sugar. In your system. Huge mistake, dude. Sugar is one hell of a drug. Oh, my gosh. I had McDonald's last night. That has sugar in everything. It knocked me out. Carb crashed. Yeah. I had you have... two extra large fries. Salt, too, will bring your heart up, too. But the pineapple yeah. fucked my world up. See, the salt, I eat a lot of salt um, because I'm so lightheaded all the time. And Interesting. I, I think that I Magnesium. have... I, I do have my... I just, yeah, I have headaches and I am mm. lightheaded like most of my life. Zinc, magnesium. Well, the last two years. And iron for sure. I, I looked up iron deficiency. That could possibly be a thing. Yeah. Um, Lots but, of kale. But when I eat... Bok choy. I, I eat so much kale. Do you? Yeah. I, huh. eat, I eat kale every single day. Wow. A lot of it. Um, I think, but when I eat salt... 
I feel better. Wow. So I, I think maybe my blood pressure is a little, a little low. It sounds it. Electrolytes would be good. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, ask Dan. He cycles like they have all these cool kind of like yeah, they taste like ass though. <laughs> the goose. You have to be on forty, mm. like mile forty, and it's like give me anything. I don't want to bonk. I don't want to bonk. <laughs> bananas are really good. Yeah, bananas are great for you. Yeah. They give me nightmares before sleep. Do they? Yeah. Yeah. Potassium messes you up. Fuck man, they knock me out. But yeah. Huh. Crazy. A big slab of mozzarella cheese. Ooh, so good. With heirloom tomatoes and a little balsamic vinegar. And I'm that. How about some basil? Love it. Mm-hmm. Before bed, no problem. It's the carbs, man. It's the carbs. Well, carbs they, have a lot of sugar in them, too. And they, they bring do. you up and down. And I all love the, the crash. It's like, <laughs> especially, I'm so lonely right now. It's yeah. like I'll just Netflix and I'll eat a bag of potato chips and I'll wake up at the the couch (laughs) and it's like will will, do you want to play the next whatever it is i was watching a a great documentary called losers oh awesome documentary tell me about it uh actually uh i don't know i was searching for something and it was just like i became disgruntled (laughs) (laughs) isn't that the case right there's too much to watch and i don't want any of it yeah i'm looking for like i was i think it was christian bale it was like rain of fire this and that and somehow it went something to this and something with labyrinth and before i know it it was like losers like yeah i feel like one and i just watching it's this great documentary that talks about the unsung you know people that finish second or Mm um yeah one was this famous boxer he never wanted to box his father beat the shit out michael bent his name is and he's actually a fight choreographer and is now writing he's doing um off uh i don't want to say off broadway but plays in he's la still, he's still yeah well he's he was a go- five-time golden glove champion wow. like legit and then he went into pros he actually knocked out tommy holmes and he's a boxing coach to the stars so how is he a loser uh because he um, fought this guy. Uh, he was on his way. Mm-hmm. He he was a heavyweight champion. So, but he was destined for greatness. But he didn't have that champion level. Mm. And he, he, so he knocked out Tommy. I think Tommy Hearns, the Great White Hope. And then uh, no one would fight him. And he fought this guy in England. I forget his name. And the guy just knocked him out. Mm. He's like, I'm out. Oh, he had sustained a major brain injury. And yeah. it, like where. Like, if he ever fought again or has an accident again, like, he could die. So he was so relieved because of his childhood abuse. But it was just interesting. And so it wasn't necessarily that negative. And then there was another uh, one. And why, you know, is this important? It's just because, you know, there's so many things in life. Um, Superstition, the team, the player got bit by a dog. So in London football... In England football, they have five tiers, and all the teams, all you know, the bottom ones, they may not have a team the next year, so they're all mm-hmm. fighting again on the top. So it's not like number one, two, it's like number team thirty, and the bottom three and team four, whatever level four, like it's like division AAA or mm-hmm. whatever, and then if they can't even win there, they're out. Wow! So it's like they were <laughs> just about to like it was a three way th- battle or whatever, and the. They're hooligans, their team. Yeah. And it's Torquay, the town in England. Anyway, total tangent. But what was so exciting about it was they had to bring police dogs out. This is in the 80s. They had to bring the police dogs out. And then this guy went and, you know, the the guy kicked the uh, football out. 
So he went to go get the football to throw it in. And the police dog turned around and bit him in the thigh. Oh, the player. Ow. <laughs> so it gave him an extra four minutes. He wrapped his shit up. They managed to score a goal. And they they didn't lose their club. Yeah. And the club was one of the earlier clubs to ever be a, like in the 1840s or something. So it was like a this team. 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 They were all going to die. You know, in this small little fucking collier town or whatever. That's so funny. But it was back to losers. Yeah, like yeah. these amazing stories. He's like, I, I like to be remembered as a person that saved the team, but I'll always be remembered as the guy that got bit by the dog. The dog was famous. He became like this, like, you know, love uh, like mascot. folklore champion mascot <laughs> yeah. thing. Like, so it's just back to superstition and, and getting into routines. This yeah. guy taking guests out to dinner and just like, is it a crutch, a superstition? Mm-hmm. Uh, fascinating, man. And then just wanting to, I think reset my hard drive Mm -hmm. and I don't know I have a lot of I know my bad routines I just don't know what's working for me do you think we just have routine in general like everything we naturally fall into routines even if we are not recognizing them or calling them that you have a routine whether you know it or not so why not choose the healthiest or choose the most efficient routine for you so I mean you're already doing it subconsciously right well yeah yeah Back, back to the phone part. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, my dad, going back to losers, my dad always called uh, second place. He's like, you know what second place is? I'm like, what? He's like, first loser. <laughs> <laughs> right? If you're not first, you're last. If you're not first, you're nice. last. <laughs> but it's so true. Like, um, you know, we have aspects to our personality that we're attached to that mm-hmm. we're not aware of. Yes. So I was being, I'm tasking myself, and maybe you guys can relate. Like, what is it in your life that is a crutch? You know, and if it's a phone, fuck, we all need a phone, right? It's a lifeline now, yeah. but maybe we cut our screen time down or maybe try a, a dopamine fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, or they have apps out there, I think, that are um, for screen monitors, mm-hmm. monetizing, not monetizing, m- monitoring your screen usage. Yep. And they I can tell that. you. Yeah, which it, works. I, it seems like that would be a really good step if you're if you are feeling that you're getting too addicted to your Yeah, phone. well, in the porn world, they have all kinds of, you know, one is called Covenant Eyes. They have all these different things that keeps you, you know, locked out from watching pornography. That's awesome. Because a lot of times when you are, when you have a habit, it's so hard to break. It's an addiction. Yeah. Too. Like I, like I have a habit. Like I will play with my hands a lot, and I'm, a lot of people. And have I re- that. a lot of people have that because it's easy. Bite their nails. Bite right? their nails. I don't bite my nails, but I, I do play with them. And trying to stop is very difficult. Yeah. Or sometimes I will, I will clench my jaw when I'm feeling stressed, and I'll pull up my shoulders, and I'm like, this is what's giving me headaches. And that's a habit. Interesting. And it's so hard to break. My phone just told me, relax. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's, you know, self-care protocol. I mean, there's therapy for everything. If you're mm-hmm. not able to sleep, have sleep hygiene. So mm-hmm. if you're actually laying in bed and you're unable to sleep, no more than 15 minutes. you got to get up, get out of bed, take a bath, shower, whatever it is. Do not stay in bed. You're actually conditioning yourself to, to lay sleep. in bed talking to the universe for two hours and that's so counterintuitive good, but it's not because people think oh if i get up i'm going to be more awake sleep is for uh beds or for sleeping sleep fucking yeah like literally yeah like do not work in your in bed do not be on your phone nope. in bed yeah. i mean if you want to have really good hygiene and if you're not getting enough sleep and you want seven to eight hours of sleep you have to have a routine mm-hmm. and yeah. pe- it takes fucking discipline everything takes i mean eating well is a routine Discipline. Discipline. First know? discipline. How do you eat so healthy, Juliet? I just do. I, I, that's part you of who I am. You also love fucking cooking, though, man. 
I do love cooking. It's so much fun. Such a blessing. No, I mean, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's good. a blessing. It's a fun it thing. It is, but think about think about the amount of uh, love you're, you know, extracting from the world or the universe mm-hmm. or from source, whatever you want to say. You're literally shopping. You have a dedicated list. Mm-hmm. You're acknowledging in that list what you need more of. Mm-hmm. Like, think about the amount of, like, that's so, I don't want to say old school, but that's so grounding. It's very primal because you are yeah. you are providing for yourself and or your family. I need this. Life. What do we need? Mm-hmm. Honey, what do we need? Yeah. Like, you're literally getting communal. Mm-hmm. You're checking what everyone wants. Oh, and if they have this, I mean, oh, man. I'm such a community person. I, I really... I really enjoy um, working with people. I'd much rather do mm. things in a community because I think humans are, we're wired for that. Fuck yeah. We're deaf. And there's there's people who are not wired for that too. But most people, I think. You got to be careful around need that it. too. Yeah. You got, when you, look, we all need, so there's a difference in my mind between isolating and solitude. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. When you have solitude in your life, that's recharging, replenishing, restoring yourself. Yeah. When you're isolating, you're escaping, avoiding, you're not dealing with stuff. Mm-hmm. Even if it's Netflix and you're self-soothing, like, yeah. hey, just go to fucking bed. No, really, right? Yeah. Or, I don't know, exfoliate your skin. Mm-hmm. Scrub the bottom of your feet. Yeah. Or go for a walk around the block. Yeah. Look outside and look at the moon. There's so many things that we're not doing. Yeah, oh, I love looking at the moon. It's the hour or two of uh, screen time on my Instagram or whatever, which is is not healthy. Mm-hmm. But I don't have the discipline, and that's the task. Recognizing the routines I have and changing it. Like you, I love the fact that you and Dan uh, want to avoid routine. And I remember you were saying something like, Dan's like, oh, are we too cool for like you know crashing on couches? or?" And it's like there's something to that mindset of being able to embrace spontaneity being able to meet life on life's terms react to anything that's thrown at you and just roll with the punches yeah you know i don't know if you could design that you know and and, and orchestrate it um but leaning into being uncomfortable should be the new comfort yeah i like that because that's also growth right it's when you, you bump up against uh challenge and invitation, you right. you encounter growth. Yeah. But if there's no invitation, the challenge is high, you'll probably shut down. Right. And if the challenge is low, invitation is high, you probably won't do anything. <laughs> so you have to have high invitation and high challenge to achieve growth. Yeah, without expectation. That's the other thing. Yeah, you can't mm-hmm. have an expectation on yourself in that way. And what did it say? Do two or three things that scare you every day or one thing that scares you every day? Driving in L.A. Check. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's legitimate. It's legitimate. Every time I get in the car, I'm just like, oh, my God, I have to go drive somewhere. And not because I'm I'm just worried about the other drivers. I'm not worried about myself. I'm just I can't control them. So I have crystals in my car. Okay. I don't know why I've always had them, and, and this is the third vehicle I've had them. And the same vehicle, same crystals. You've just same crystal, different okay. vehicle. I actually need to recharge them, whatever that means. But I've been just exploring, like you know, I want to try new things, and and like if it's not yoga, or I want to try a sound bath. We oh, know yeah, this yeah, lady, cool. kind of talking with her. Uh, she's in India now, but maybe she'll be a guest. But like, just there's so many fascinating things that I haven't tried. Mm-hmm. And I do like I have a lot of customers that come in and are in their sixties and seventies and they're telling me about sound baths. <laughs> I'm like, what's wrong with me? 
Nothing's wrong with you. Just you don't know what you I don't, don't know. get out enough though. Don't know it's what like I don't know how to break my. I don't want to call it routines. I I'm gonna call it crutches. You know, and there's so much crazy cool shit out there. Especially we they have cuddle groups. That sounds awesome. They have cut like you have to get interviewed. Yeah, of course they don't and, want to be anything weird. Yeah, and, and, and fuck, man, you don't have to be alone. Like we live in an automated like network world where, you know, fuck. <laughs> I would have never imagined that. Yeah. You just want to cuddle like like cuddle groups. That's awesome. Meet up cuddle group. What the fuck. That's awesome. We should go and uh, we should film it so people can not be afraid to join. I wonder what their participation rate is. I don't know. It's, it doesn't seem like it's a huge group. Yeah. Um, and then again, you know, people think Kundalini or Tantra, everything is sexualized. No, this no, is it's not. Just it's just it's a cuddle puddle. safe cuddling. And then there's like hair petting, cuddling, and people actually pay for this like in Japan. Huh. Like it's crazy. They, they should just go to a rave and take some ease. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a lot of cuddle bottles and raves. But yeah, I don't know. I've never done E, but I heard it's kind of interesting. It's interesting, yeah. Is it like acid? No. It's it's a lot of energy. What it does, so here's how it works scientifically, is that your serotonin, you have receptors Mm -hmm. and blockers, right? So in your normal brain, you know, the serotonin's bouncing around. Some of it gets in, some of it doesn't. Uh, You're having a bad mood. You might be low on serotonin. Your serotonin fluctuates for many reasons. Um, a lot of people say that... So we're talking about dopamine. Here's serotonin. Serotonin, your friend's serotonin. Um, so when you're, so when, you, when you're in a regular... I don't know why. When you're, uh, when, you're, when you're regular brain, you're getting a normal, pretty steady flow of serotonin okay. daily. You know, diet depends on diet, depends on sleep, all the stuff. Uh, stress. Uh, when you're on ecstasy, your serotonin blockers are ineffective. So your system is flooded with serotonin. Whoa. And you just love, it's not love is the wrong word. You are experiencing everything in a positive light, right? It depends what it's cut with, but if it's pure MDMA, it, is, it can be cut with, you know, anything out there. Wow. But pure MDMA, you are flooded with serotonin for four to six hours. <laughs> and Why it's do they not, sweat so much? Uh, because you're usually moving around quite a bit. And your heart rate is up because so it's, elevated, it's heart elevated heart rate. You uh you just want to move your body. You so want to dance. Why does it become sexual then? Like people make it sensitive? sexual because oh. everything feels good. You could just be feeling your skin and you say, "Wow, my skin is an amazing huh. organ," and it feels good to touch it. And you're very um personal. Like you can't shut up. You just want to talk to people and so share. You're engaged in the world. You are so. It's like you're engaged on every single. Oh, this side. Like everything is, is engaging. Huh. The person next to you, you want to just connect with them, and wow. that's why people think it's sexual because it could be. You well, know? if you're totally sexually repressed, and you... possibly, yeah. Right. Um, but there's lots of people who take E, and it's not sexual. It's right. it's more of a let's talk till five a.m. because huh. we love we love each other as as human beings. And they're beings using MDMA in psychological studies. Yes, yeah. I remember my, my therapist microdosing. Right, my therapist talked about that. She's like, I don't know if this is okay, but would you be interested in trying MDMA microdosing therapy? And I was like, I've done a lot of my own time. Really. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't take it up on her, but maybe. I don't. I don't know if I can do any of that because I'm on benzos. I don't know. Yeah, because you don't want to be mixing. Yeah, things, I was talking but... to this guy the other day, and he's like, "Ibogaine, no good. It's all bullshit. India, uh, soma, no good. Mm. Not on the benzo brain." I'm yeah. like, "Fuck." He's like, "Ketamine and all this stuff works for heroin." I'm like I should have. You chose the wrong drug. <laughs> no. But man. Yeah. Like fuck. But yeah, I, I did um, mushrooms. Okay. I enjoyed it. 
was really hungry. Huh. Weird. Yeah. Um, mescaline. Mescaline sounds crazy. Yeah, did that. It was it was really fun. Yeah. Um, acid. Uh, I, I never had a like an all blissed out trip. It was always a roller coaster ride. Like super bliss, but yeah. super dark. Yeah. Like, but. That one really depends on your mood for sure. I remember actually back to routines when you were saying that. Um, I once smoked weed that maybe was laced with something. Hmm. Um, Tracing the dragon. But man. I no, I was <laughs> brushing my so. He, I was like, I was in high school, and I just remember my mom yelling, my dad's name is Bernie, so she'd be like, Bernie, like, he's in the bathroom again. You know, she didn't want to knock him, but I, I, anyway, when you're so high, like, you lose the sense of time. Yes. Like. So your teeth were let, very brushed. Let me just put it this way. For like three days, my lips looked like I got stung by bees. Oh, my gums, I brushed, she's like. My mom was like, "You were in the bathroom for two hours." I was, br- I was so, like, orally fucking fixated, like, <laughs> felt so good. Oh, and this is like pre-oral, like, what's the, what's that stuff? I, well, no, they had that thing that you'd squeeze and would go into the top thing, like act. I forget what it was. It was oh, red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. drank that shit. Oh god. I was, <laughs> it was a fucking wreck. Kids, man, they just and this get more was, and more fun. It was like I probably got some back in New York, so probably it was good Thai weed or Thai stick weed. I don't know, but I brushed my teeth for two and a half hours. <laughs> so I do story. floss. Uh, I floss twice a day, and mm. I brush my teeth sometimes two or three times a day. You beat me on the flossing for sure. Because uh, I'm drinking a lot of herbal tea, and tea will stain your shit. And same more thing with ginger coffee, and tumor. Oh, fuck, way more than way coffee. Way more than coffee. And Weird. people don't know that. Coffee does not stain your teeth no, as much as people green People associate tea. coffee stains with smoking. And oh, you think? Smo- yeah, because huh. you know, people think the coffee staining. and Yeah, tea, the tannins will get your teeth yellow. Isn't that so crazy? Yeah. A lot so of people I definitely don't know brush... That. That's interesting. So good routines, just yeah. figuring out. I just want to subtract a lot of things, but I want to be able to, it's called sub-ed. If I replace one thing, I have to replace it with an equal amount of effort and action and time. Yeah, I mean, you see this a lot, and I'm not saying this is a bad thing. There's no mm-hmm. judgment on this, but um, long, long story short, um, I was supporting somebody and who was going through um, like 12-step programs, right? Okay. They could go through any 12-step program. Okay. So a lot of times I would go with them just as a support person, and especially the ones for uppers, right? Like, because you could go to any of so like Narcotics Anonymous, or if you went to marijuana, like everyone who was at these addiction meetings was just replacing their addiction with something mm-hmm. else. So, like, Narcotics Anonymous was always so scary and very, very sad. They're all sex addicts. Narcotics Anonymous? Fuck yeah. Well, we went to uh, Sex Addicts Anonymous as well. That was really, really scary. Different was story. It? Yeah, it was bad. Um, it was just a bunch of child molesters that were in there. No way. Yeah, yeah. So okay, but they uh, that one, Holy that shit. one. I was like, I need to look at my shoes. I it was yeah. It was in this tiny. It was summer. I was in little shorts and a little tank top, and the person I was supporting was a guy. And, and they triggering the fuck out of all. They the literally were like, and I was eighteen, and they were they. Um, I came and, uh, and we, I came. We thought, we thought it would be funny to like check this one out because you had to go to any twelve yeah. step for for a court card, and. Uh, we get there, and the person running it was like, I have to ask if it's okay that you're here. You're the only girl, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, that's weird. Not thinking about this. Okay, and like, so they were definitely facilitating in a legit fashion. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was a thing. And then we got in there, and I did not realize what, it was, what we were getting ourselves into. But, um, but, yeah, when they started sharing, I was like, 
I should not be here. Because we weren't sex anonymous. We just had to go to any 12-step mm-hmm. program. So that was there. And we're just like, fuck, this is so uncomfortable. Because it was bad. It was like, you know, I haven't watched child porn in so long. I was like, oh, God. Wow. Yeah, it was bad. But what I realized when we went to, like, Narcotics Anonymous wow. specifically was that the people who were trying to get off of narcotics were just addicted to coffee and cigarettes. I mean, they would drink so much coffee, so many cigarettes. Which and, kills and your eat, dopamine, ironically. And eat so many donuts. They would always have wow. food there. And sugar. I'm like, sugar. sugar. And I'm like, these people don't have teeth because they lost them eating crack or, you know, whatever it yeah, was. Meth, these speed. speed and meth. So any narcotics for the Narcotics Anonymous. And it was wow. always a really, um, I don't know if humbling is the right word, but just when you left, I just felt so grateful that that had never, I don't have an addictive personality. Yeah. You are lucky. I'm very, because they can't help it. I mean, is it a disease that they're trying to get over and just yeah. seeing them choosing a better addiction or drinking, they drinking five cups of coffee in a meeting and smoking as many cigarettes as they possibly can handle and eating a bunch of donuts. Right. And I'm like, is this healthier? I, don't, I mean, it's not going to make your teeth fall if out If it's quickly. a transitionary thing, right? Yeah. Well, I don't people, know. It wasn't there for I, the long term. I, so. I would call it like getting on a harm reduction yeah. schedule. Like, yeah. All right, it's a big ass to quit whatever the drug is, so I'm gonna, yeah, substitute it with another drug, which is just as bad in some ways, but obviously. Does it work though? So that was my question. I thought they're gonna do this until it's not enough, and they're gonna go back to what they were doing before. Right. Is this a is this a helpful therapy when dealing with addiction? This replacement question. therapy. <sighs> Uh, I know that I quit smoking cigarettes by doing chewing tobacco. Okay. It and worked. How did you quit chewing tobacco? Because it was so fucking nasty. <laughs> He's like, you're done. So it, the odd, oddly enough, you can do chewing tobacco anywhere, on an airplane, in a classroom, huh. in school. Like, no one knows you're doing it. Yeah, this thing's gone. Like, whatever. You just got a little spick up. Mm-hmm. You're just doing that. No one gives a shit. Except, you know when they see you doing it or try having a girlfriend doing chewing tobacco, let alone cigarettes. But it, it was, uh, it got me rid of that. The oral fixation. That, yeah, I don't, not only, for me, actually, I have a theory, and again, not an expert, that if you're a competitive swimmer or a competitive athlete and you needed an inhaler, like a, this is a theory, uh, but the bronchial inhar- inhalers that they did, you know, like um, uh, Ventolin inhaler or butyrol inhalers, they're steroidal. So you would go from having constricted inability to breathe, fighting for breath, to <sighs> mega lungs, like capillaries totally expanded, yeah. like being able to breathe, you know, um, which I also link to anxiety, but I'll stick with the smoking theory. So what are you doing in swimming? You're... (gasps) Yeah, yeah. So if you even try a cigarette, it's just like being in a fucking pool. You're making your lungs work out. And if you're a runner, same thing. It's like so many former athletes get hooked on smoking. I hate the taste and the smell, but I I love the the feeling of your lungs being so full of oxygen. I remember just in gymnastics, you work so hard, you can like feel the bottom of your lungs wow and plus softening your ribs and oh gymnastics, my god right? well, so good anyway continue your so, theory so you're you're one hell of a bong hitter <laughs> just pull pull a fucking seven foot bong no but i mean yeah no i just feel that there's a absolute tie-in where back to a disease 
do you have a predisposition? Mm-hmm. Were your parents alcoholics? We were, you know, maybe you had, you know, they're doing amazing prenatal studies now. Would are recognizing that the mother? I mean, people are born opiate addicts. Yeah. Babies are born opiate yeah. addicts mm-hmm. or barbiturates or benzos, whatever stuff passes through the blood-brain barrier. So we went from hot having habits to serotonin on ecstasy, tying in with psilocybin, ketamine or ketamine. Um, MDMA, all this fascinating research. Um, but maybe we're, you're saying maybe we're born with a predisposition to have habits and addictions and rituals. Well, if your mom's completely stressed out, right? Serotonin, dopamine, cortisol, right? What are you doing for your cortisol? And if you're having sugar, and again, if you're having too much dopamine, then you got to downregulate all that spike, mm-hmm. right? With serotonin or oxytocin. Or I get, I, porn is so addictive. Yeah, like, it's because of the... It, well, that's like hitting... It's hitting a pleasure centers. It's hitting yep. the dopamine. It's, it's it's like 10 times... It's something that you also have a primal coke. instinct for. Yep, core for driver. Sex. Yeah, core driver. It's it's hard, We're hardwired for it. Um, have you heard the... I don't even know if it's theory. I think it's truth. Um, that breast milk and breastfeeding mm-hmm. raises your serotonin count for for children so if you were breastfed as a kid Mm. you have more serotonin and dopamine in your brain wow um because of what well such an generated yeah yeah i believe it yeah wow so these are the things right where one just look at our surroundings and i think you know it's very it's a good message for me today at least Mm -hmm. like just where are you spending your time what's distracting you can you go one day without a phone? I mean, obviously have it on in case there's a, a lifeline issue, and just maybe tell people the day before I'm 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 going I'm doing a dopamine fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love this stuff. That's that's the advantage of YouTube. It's like if you can't sleep, which I didn't at all mm-hmm. last night, so I was like, all right, let me check this out. And like, besides Jordan Peterson and a bunch of other inspiring people, I was looking at like dopamine on the brain and what. Watching porn, like you said, uh, having sex. Do do you need to have sex once a week? What are you doing to regulate your body? What are you doing to adjust to your to your needs? When do you feel safe? When do you feel calm? When are you resting and digesting? And what are you doing to achieve those? And can you do without it for one day? And can you keep track and accountability of your actions through that. journaling? I love that. But that's so. Yeah. That's what's positive. Yeah. I know in the last podcast we talked about like getting global and being able to find other people that, you know, I don't want to say support groups, but other people that have moms or parents or family or, and then being able to create like a, a a swap, you know, a trade. A tribe. Yeah. Well, a tribe in order, you know, uh, have a community. And then how about having, uh, you know, I forget what it would call people do the Monday morning coffee things. Where they go and they do toasts or something. Really? It's like a big business networking thing where they all go and they talk. Huh. But maybe maybe we can look into like creating that where it's yeah. like, hey, what's your two goals for the week? You and check then like in. yeah, mm-hmm. bookending like spot. Uh, look, uh, AA and all this stuff. Weird about the child molesters because I've gone to uh, SA meetings and uh, they're, yeah. they're they I think sh- I really really didn't luck out. <laughs> Yeah, bad group. Bad that's group. The other thing there was only too. a few of them. It was a very small group. People but. try things and then they have a bad experience. Like they try yoga finally and the teacher's a prick. Yeah. Go to try four to five different places. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Try four or five different therapists. Have the um, have the aptitude to continue your journey even right. if you encounter a couple obstacles. Yeah, and if it's not potato chips, then try... Kale chips. 
yeah, but even before kale chips, try salt-free. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of sea salt and vinegar, right? And anyway. Oh, so good, though. And then the other part, you know, is champion having a down day. You know, last yeah. pod we were a little negative or we were just going through some shit. Today we're feeling much better. But, and, you know, everyone's telling us, and I love the inspiration of these guys, you know, embrace the suck or whatever. But I, I feel like sometimes it's okay to have a pity day. It's okay to feel bad for yourself. Mm-hmm. If you're never allowed to feel bad for yourself, what really? I don't know. I feel like sometimes it's okay to go, I'm down. I'm just having a rough day. I'm going to be fine. Yeah. I'm going to nurture myself. I'm going to roll up in a ball. I'm going to fucking Ben and Jerry's this shit. I think that it's the attitude behind it. It's kind of like the difference between routine and ritual. You right. have the attitude behind your pity day is not necessarily a, a quote-unquote pity day. It is a nourishment. You said nourishment. It's yeah. a self-soothing day. And you're right. saying, I just need to give myself the time to really embrace this, what I'm going through, but realize that when the day is over or when the five right. hours are over, whenever this is happening, it's over, that you're going to come out of it with a goal, like, right. like clarity, or you're going to come out with more motivation or rested or whatever it is. It's the There's intention behind so what you're on, doing. It's, it's, yeah. But, you know, I don't like the term cheat meal. I don't either, you yeah. Know, reward meal. Yeah. Or just you had a meal that wasn't on your list. You know, <laughs> it, why label it? You know, it's, I don't know. I've never really done a diet, so I don't know, but. Do you ever do contrary action? What does that mean? Just do the exact opposite thing of what you're convincing yourself. Maybe. Not on, not on purpose. So you don't have any bad habits. I probably do. I'm sure I do. I mean, I, I get angry quickly. We've talked about that on podcast, but I'm, I'm, I feel like I've got a really good hold on that now because I just realized the danger of it and have, have taken huge steps to just say, you know, get yourself away. Bad habits, bad habits. I clench my jaw and grab my teeth when I get nervous and mm-hmm. I pull my shoulders up. Um, so what would be yeah. a contrary action to that? I don't know. I'm really trying not to clench my teeth. Huh. I got a night guard <laughs> to where it's sleeping. So that's maintenance. Like yeah. when you're about to clench your teeth, can you do something else? Like squeeze a tennis ball. Well, I don't realize I'm doing it. Oh. Until I'm already doing And then I will realize it and I will like we have right. relax. But I, you know, I realize it and then I stop. Right. So I'm just continuing to try and realize it and then stop it. See, I wonder if punishment and stuff works. Like there was this guy. Punishment does not work on where, me. Yeah, I don't think it does. Like for every hour that he watched porn, he had to eat a donut. Because he was a fitness buff. That's Didn't weird. do shit. That's not going to do anything. It didn't work. I mean, it's like so kids. When you punish work. kids, it's, it, there's it a way to... It removes the thinking, you, right? It removes the thinking. You need, to, you need to be accountable for what you're doing and maybe you have to do an action, but it's not, it's not like you go to your room. It, it's something that helps you understand yeah, you why understand. you did it in the first place. Yeah. Like, hey, slow down. All right, instead of yelling at you for clenching your teeth... What's going on with your day? Mm-hmm. What happened today? Why are you clenching your teeth right. as opposed it's the to stop before. it? Stop it! It's, it's why mm-hmm. is this happening? Let's eliminate why this is happening as opposed right. to because then you're just going to feel ashamed and you're going to hide it. Right. Right. Like what do kids do? That's the first step to addiction. Yeah, because then it becomes this weird yep. dichotomy or black and white mm-hmm. issue of, of oh I'm doing it no I'm not doing it no I'm doing it no I'm not doing it. So fascinating, but not to make it all about porn, but. <laughs> Like the first time people started is like they they got caught by their parents, mm. they got shamed, you know. Interesting. They are addicted to those. Or they found feelings. a magazine. Now it's a 
internet it's yeah. so different right and then back to this momo thing have you heard of this momo mm -hmm. youtube thing with this like incredibly evil face telling like in the middle of a kid's you it's on kids youtube <sighs> just uh I don't know. You got to see the face. It's okay. fucking scary. I'll look it up. Tell me all about it while we're doing so it. So basically, they're putting in uh, in children's YouTube in the middle of a video, this Momo character will come on. Oh, and tell fuck. Them, yeah. That is so scary. Yeah, imagine being nine and ten and having that thing tell you to go in, the, go in your parents' room and uh, hurt yourself. Or I can't even break, look. Break I can't the, even look at it. Break it. Like, they're ha like what the is fuck gone? is wrong I with people? Like, what is wrong with people, man? Fuck. So, God, literally, I just looked at that yeah. face, and it is it's evil. scared me. Yeah. It's fucking dark, man. Some dark shit out there. Is it animated? I don't know. Is it somebody's I face? I can't look at not it. Not that I'm a pussy, but I was like, I'm not putting that shit into my I head. I am not putting that to my head. That so is in the middle, They plant that in the middle of a YouTube video, and then that character tells your kids and then tells... The kids, your children, if you have kids and you're listening, tells your kids to do stuff and keep it a fucking secret. <gasps> Dark. That is so crazy. Evil. Tough. Oh my god. People are the worst. So, yeah, I got this. Uh, That's terrifying. Thing like there's an alert, like, ah. like, and you can't block block it. You can't because it's hidden. It's in YouTube Kids. That's someone Who posted it on doing Facebook. This? Fucking wicked man. Wicked. And it's so insidious. Like, go in your. They give us the child instructions. They, specific instructions, and the main thing is do not tell anyone. And if you tell anyone, you're in trouble. You're something bad will happen to you. Like they're gaslighting and giving these kids OCD. What the fuck? Who are these people? I don't know. What do they get off from this? Fucking dark. Damn. Sorry, we made it depressing again. Um, no, but that's a that's a real PSA. Like, if you have children, yeah, you need Momo. to go through this Momo thing yep. and, and uh, figure it out. And that's the thing again. All my com com like comedian, whatever, they're all doing graphics with the Momo. This is the only Momo you got to worry about. There, it's a real fucking problem. Like, yeah. I mean, I love free speech, man. Don't get me wrong, but it's like. Really, can you wait a week or two until they find out who's doing it? Instead, they're all, you know, making fun of it. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, I get it. They're trying to be on trend, and that's probably Fuck. what's really throwing it off. But yeah. I just really hope there's no kids out there who are no, that it's happened. super, they're, super affected they're, they're, Yeah, they are. I wonder Nightmares. how many, does it, do they know how many videos it's been on? I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll look it up, but yeah, I just thought of that. You know, just back no, it's, to it's know, off topic, but I think that with, was very with important. Porn to and how people first start with porn, or they usually caught it. masturbating, mm -hmm. or they find obviously oh, my generation they find a nude magazine, or it becomes a secret. It becomes an act of rebellion, and all addiction is resentment. Resentment is the number huh. one reason. Resentment is the justification for acting inappropriately and doing something that know is wrong. Is that just connected it's to the Julia pissed me off? She fucking did this, so I get to do this. Fuck her for telling me that. It's like it's keeping a score almost. Yep, tiff, yep. Tiff it's resentment. Tat. It's tiff just resentment. Tat. So removing yeah. resentment and surrendering to a power higher than yourself and learning how to release that resentment before acting out, whether it's porn, coke, alcohol, whatever it is. It's like, you know what? He's acting like an asshole. I'm going to have an extra. Give me another wine. I'm going to go and get drunk tonight. That never turns out well. No, no. <laughs> it never works no, out well. It doesn't. Anytime I'm mad and go drink, it's never good. I just end up crying. I'm like, ah. See, so you're lucky that you have, maybe it's just good genes, uh, 
central nervous system. I think system. that it's. I'm, I think that I never felt bad about. I was oh. never. I was never um, punished as a kid. So that maybe goes into me not having addictive personality. Yeah. If what you're saying is correct, because no secrets. I, if I, did, I think the no, no secrets, secrets part. So my parents were like, "You can tell us anything yeah. always," and and you know, if I did something wrong, right. if I and it was something I did that was bad, they wouldn't go, "Juliet, this is bad because we say so." Da da. da. They would say, "This is not a good choice because X, Y, and Z." So next time, maybe be, choose yeah. something different. And they really took the time to do that. Huh. And uh, yeah, that could that could very well be that. Yeah. And you you were you know a high level gymnast. You know, you had oh, yeah, punished all the focus. time there. Yeah, but it wasn't your parents. Yeah, you had a support system, and and one of the things you shared an earlier one, and I can't emphasize enough whether it's a parent, you're a parent, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, going to bat for those you love, even you know just having absolute trust and faith. Recognizing when they're honest and being that shark cage for them. I just remember you yeah, saying, like, yeah. my daughter did not do this, even though you had like five accusers and mm-hmm. they were like, fuck that. Because they that, were ganging up on me. And that that is so critical to do, even Have if they're wrong. Have your kids back still. And then yeah. you can, you know, guilt and shame the shit out of them later. Yeah. Not punish them, but you can go, ugh. Don't ever lie again because look how much look how much trouble we're in now. Like you know, because well, you're in it together. Yeah, it's different because you're so a team. So important. Yes. So important. Even 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 you know in the relationships and even with your habits, you know, say hey, I'm really working hard to change my habits. Like if you come in or you come home and you you know you need to decompress, but I'm really trying. Like whatever it is, like controlling your environment, controlling the things you can control. Just prepares you for being able to be out of control and 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 having resilience for from when shit happens that you can't control. You already all. have those building blocks in place yep. so that when you do go out of control, you have things to grab upon. Yeah. So definitely tell us what your you don't have to tell us, but you should probably share what your weird habits are or your yeah. or your rituals. Say I do this and it's changed my life, or I do this and I don't want to do it. I love it. Please share and we if we if you have some really good ones where you want us to try, you say hey Tom Juliet. Every morning I get up and I, I don't know, scrub the bottom of my feet and it's changed my life. Then we're going to try that. Yeah, tell us your good routines. Tell us your bad routines. Let us know what you want us to talk about or, you know, we're uh, mowing down and getting a lot of guests lined up. We're Mm -hmm. super excited. So, uh, yeah, pretty soon we're going to be able to say, you know, ask you what questions for guests. We're getting more sophisticated it's all coming together. Um, it's coming together. So thank you. Like and subscribe. Yes. Thanks for joining us. Mod Rats out. <laughs>